Today as our adventure guides, we have two young men that are involved in the fitness regimen called CrossFit. They're young lions of God, they're dragon slayers. Hang on for a great show. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak, your adventure guide, Deep Adventure Radio, deepadventureministries.com, or you can just go to deepadventure.com. It's actually, we've shortened it up a little bit. Uh, This is the ministry that challenges us to go deeper with God. I have such a heart to call people to go deeper and deeper in their walk with Jesus. And today we have two young guys. I don't even know how we we find these, these, these great people who are involved with uh, CrossFit. It's a, it's a workout regimen, and they're going to share with us their life and their conversion experience with the Lord. You know what? I have a friend in Hawaii. His name is Crazy Todd Robertson. He's one of the innovators of toe-in surfing. That's something you do when the waves are too big to catch by paddling in, and so you get po- towed in behind a jet ski, drop the rope, and then surf. He's the one that towed my son Jeremiah into 70-foot surf on the North Shore of Oahu. Uh, I talk about it in my first chapter of my book, Deep in the Wave, a Surfing Guide to Soul, which, by the way, is number one in surfing right now on Amazon, And it's but it's really an evangelistic book. It challenges you to go deeper with God and, and, uh, and but uses the arc of the adventures in my life to share uh, that contemplative journey that, that God calls all of us to. But Crazy Todd never got his picture in a surf magazine. I'm like, Todd, you never got your picture in a magazine. You call yourself some big surfer. And he, uh, you know, finally, like about two years later, he shows me a picture in a surfer magazine and he's, he's in it, but he's only about an inch tall. He's not even that big. He's, he's standing on the beach watching someone ride a huge wave. And I go, here's this big, this great surfer, but for some reason the surfing media haven't had a frenzy about him yet. And then I kind of brought him out to the East Coast, to Cocoa Beach, where we were doing some tandem surfing exhibitions. And I was showing people these pictures and they just went crazy. And I, I go, look, you can tell it's a big wave. It's a, it's a huge wave. You know it's a big wave when he's looking down at the helicopter that's filming him when he's dropping into a wave. That's how big a wave Crazy Todd surfs. And then a, two years later, he showed me again there, him, a picture of him in a magazine. And he's still not even a full inch tall on the magazine. But that's just, a, it was a full page picture. But that's just because the wave he was dropping in on was huge. Well, you know, there's a lot of people... Most people in our in our Catholic Christian world, the dragon slayers out there, the young lions, the roaring lions, the people that are just sold out for Jesus, who when their feet hit the ground in the morning, the devil goes, oh no, he's up. These are the kind of people that sometimes don't get the notoriety or don't don't uh, aren't aren't always the the names that we think of, but they're they're the ones that are doing the work. And I have these these kind of I love to get these kind of people on my show that are just it seems like we say just they're just everyday Catholics, but they but they're sold out for Jesus. You know, we don't hear about them, but they're doing the stuff, as we like to say. And I, so that's who we have as our guests today. We have Jonathan Brees and Joshua Miguez, uh, two young guys that are just sold out for Jesus, doing great work for the Lord. So we're so stoked to have them on our show. I want to invite you guys to go to our website, deepadventure.com. You can sign up. Listen, you women out there that are such a great support for our ministry, and you know we're reaching out to you. We also want to have an impact, big impact on your life. You're such a great support for our show. Go to my website, deepadventure.com. Subscribe to our newsletter, and we will send you out a couple times a week. One is a two-minute deep virtue segment, and one is the actually uh, archive of our show. 
and we send out our newsletter and things like that. But some of these things would be really appropriate for you to grab and share on Facebook or to just forward in an email to your friends. We make it very easy for you to do when you log into our website. And also, like I said, we send them to you. Uh, and, and this is a great way that you can have an evangelistic outreach to people who normally wouldn't be tuning in. Like in my Deep Virtue segment, you know, I talk about, like the other day I was out uh, surfing and I ah, wasn't much that big of a shark. But I talk about, you know, the man in the gray suit, you know, and how to stay out of murky waters and how to, how to stay away from that shark, you know, the, 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 the enemy who's on the prowl. I use adventures in my everyday life to kind of describe, you know, uh, ways that we can grow in virtue and ways that we can go deeper with in our spirituality. And you can share those with your friends. I mean, it's just such a great evangelistic tool because it's something people right away, they listen to this adventure story and it kind of grabs them and then they, then they get to go deeper and they, and they hear, you know, um, more about the Lord. So please go to our, our site and, and, uh, subscribe. And the other thing is we have a fan page on Facebook, Deep Adventure Ministries. I think my, you know, you can also friend me, Bear Wozniak, uh, on Facebook, but that's almost filled up. So you, you can, uh, but the best way is to go to our Deep Adventure Ministries on uh, Deep Adventure uh, Ministry, Deep Adventure Ministries on Facebook and like that. And we can send out social media to you that way too. And I just want to thank everybody who's been inviting me to come out and speak to their church groups. You know, I live in Hawaii, but listen, I, the Lord has really, it's just been amazing. The Lord has had me uh, um, establish a place in Cocoa Beach, Florida too. So I'm spending more and more and more time with Cocoa Beach as kind of my, my home base. I'm, I'm kind of living uh, in Hawaii and Florida now because the Lord has us do so much ministry on the mainland that we just had to have a place here. So actually right now, as I'm sharing with you, I'm actually in Cocoa Beach, just about, you know, a hundred yards from the surf. I can hear it. And, uh, and I just want to let you know that uh, we're available to come speak to your church groups and uh, your men's conferences. Even I would love to even talk to a women's conference. I would love to do that uh, and just you know talk story about about uh, the challenge to go to, to go deeper with God. And so uh, I know we're going out to Fresno. We're going to meet with the Catholic professionals groups in Visalia and out in that area in September. And so uh, uh, we do our deep adventure retreats. We're doing that one in October in in Houston, Texas, for example. So we have all kinds of things going on. Please invite me to come out. I love to see your vibrant, you know, uh, faith and to see your, your, your brilliant love for Jesus on your faces. Uh, we'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. Hi, this is Gary Zimek from FollowingTheTruth.com, and when I'm not traveling around the country preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, I listen to Bear Wozniak and Deep Adventure Radio. 
Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and I have with me as guests today a couple of men from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So aloha to everybody out there in Baton Rouge. Aloha, you guys. We got Jonathan Breezy, and we have Hello. Joshua Miguez. Aloha. Hello. Is that how you guys say it down there in the bayou? Are you guys in the bayou or something like that? You did, you did well. That's it. <laughs> okay, well, listen, you guys, I actually pedaled my bicycle accidentally uh, once from uh, San Diego to Jacksonville, Florida. And I remember Ooh. I hit something called Tropical Storm Allison, someplace outside of Houston. I had to pedal all the way up north around to uh, almost a, a Texas A&M and then down to Baton Rouge. And I remember seeing, I mean, I don't know where I was. I think, I think there was actually a town called Boondocks that I had to pedal through. So Baton Rouge, though, when I got to Baton Rouge, that was like an oasis to me, you know. But uh, little did I know that um, uh, I would be getting to talk to a couple, couple of you guys out there. What I love about the two of these men that we have on the show is that they're big into CrossFit, which uh, as a workout is, is really saying let's do functional things. Let's do all kinds of different workouts with our body, but let's do, it, let's do the type of workout that – you know, maybe in, back in the day, people used to throw hay bales or people used to, you know, stand behind a plow and, you know, they worked hard uh, that way. Now that we're sitting in offices, we got to go in and, and get in shape. But a lot of times all we're doing is lifting weights and doing very vertical or lateral movements and not really uh, using our bodies in the way that give a total fitness. Uh, so these two guys that are with us, I understand that Jonathan Breezy is as good looking as his last name. Uh, but, uh, but rumor has it Joshua's, you know... Yeah, uh, like he said, he has a voice for radio. Uh, but yeah. we're just stoked to have both of you guys on the show. You know, uh, thank you, Barry. I'm very excited. You know, I think Jonathan has a little bit of a a, a gift, uh, a connector type gift. I think he has this, and it's probably an evangelistic type gift where he puts people in touch with people. And uh, and so somehow Jonathan reached out to me, and and we made connection. And so we want to talk story just a little bit before we get into this whole. The, the area of what you guys are doing in CrossFit and what you're doing in men's ministry. I just want to get some background story on, on each of you. You know, when Jesus called his disciples, those guys must have been pretty rugged, you know, because they're sailing in boats. They're having to hike across, you know, mountains and through the desert. And, you know, they were hanging out with Jesus for, you know, quite a while. And it must have been a pretty, t pretty rigorous thing for them to do. And uh, and what I like about you guys is you guys are right there in the right at, at the uh, you know your boots on the ground and and serving the Lord and working hard to serve the Lord right where you are. And so Jonathan, maybe you can start a little bit. Just give us some background about your what it, what it, uh, your your walk towards your journey towards intimacy with God. Well, thanks, Bear. Uh, it started off. I'm I was born a Catholic, raised in a Catholic family, and went to Catholic school all my life. Went through all the all the confirmation, baptism, communion, all those things. And once I went to college, I kind of fell away to the point to where it was was almost atheist, I'll say. I was really questioning everything. Um, I, I didn't invest myself, and so I started to fall away, and I crawled backwards. So I started with, okay, let me open the Bible, let me understand who God is, and how he loves me and, and start with loving myself. And that's kind of the, the small steps taking to, okay, well, let's get physically prepared, mentally prepared to, to love myself, to understand how God can love me. And it was, it was very easy going back into the Catholic faith because I used to pray 
the rosary with my grandmother, and I used to go to Mass, and the Mass was always very beautiful. The churches, um, all the artwork, all the history, and the saints. The saints were the huge part that uh, they really draw me back in. I mean, they're totally convincing. <laughs> you know, they're, they're witnesses on earth. So it was it was praying the rosary um, that, that really, with my grandmother when I was younger, that, uh, that that was very powerful for me, and that was my tool to help me to come back and to to address Jesus uh, personally. When did that happen for you? When did that happen for you, Jonathan? Uh, which part? Yeah, uh, when you when you kind of had that when you returned and kind of had more of that personal encounter. Um, that was like twenty five, twenty four, twenty five, so, uh, maybe maybe about five years ago. Well, tell, so, us, tell us more um, about that. I remember I was I was pretty pretty lonely uh, as far as spiritually goes because our soul really needs that that communion with God and and the more that we distance ourselves it's kind of a kind of a sad place and I remember on uh, PBS uh, Father Barron's Catholicism came on and that was a huge <laughs> I got to see the church and all its all its beauty and richness and Father Barron is a very well spoken intelligent guy so it, it brought me into this this really deep um, intellectual side of Catholicism that was just, that was missing, that I didn't really attack with my whole, uh, with, with all my mental power. I just kind of took my experience and then, and, and shelved it away. I didn't, I didn't take, take inventory of all the, all the things. So it was, it was about five years ago that uh, I, I had to pray the rosary because I had such a connection with it. You know, that, that's that's so powerful. You know, the thing about the Catholic faith, I like to call it the fullness of faith. I think Aquinas said this, and John Paul II quoted, you know, in the Catholic faith, it's the, it's the two wings of the eagle that allow us to soar towards truth, and those two wings are faith and reason. And, you know, it seems like so many people have to go through that time, and they're, they may have been raised in the Catholic Church, but God only has children. He doesn't have grandchildren. You know, we have to kind of go through that season of questioning and going deeper. And the thing I love about the Catholic faith is you can ask any question. You know, it, it, the Catholic mind is free to ask. I mean, look at the questions Thomas Aquinas asked, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of them in the Summa, in the questions that Augustine asked. You know, I'm reading his uh, work right now on the Trinity. You know, there's, there's a, the Catholic mind can ask questions. And the cool thing about it is there's very well thought out, uh, 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 you know, answers to these questions. So if you want to go deep, if you want to get in the deep end of the pool, you know, uh, if you want to lift, if you want to do some heavy deadlifting, you should be, um, you can go deeper in the Catholic faith. So, and you know, this thing about the rosary, I want to talk to you guys both about that. I just had this beautiful gift given to me by Tom Sullivan, the warrior's rosary. It's made out of real heavy metal and it's made out of the, of uh, the same sort of, uh, uh, me, uh, metal that uh, you know the knights wore, the the chain mail that they wore, and the stones uh, are are the heaviest iron ore you can get. And the cross has like a, a a sword in the back of it. And actually, this rosary could be used as a weapon. I mean, a physical weapon like a cubiton. You know, it's got it's not so sharp at the point that that you can't get on an airplane with it. But I mean, it's a physical and spiritual weapon. So I carry it with me wherever I go. And and I, and I understand Joshua that. Uh, your experience in going deeper with the Lord uh, also involved uh, involved the the Rosary. Can you talk story with us about your uh, progression in your faith? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so I was much like Jonathan. I grew up Catholic. I was a cradle Catholic, 
My family is a beautiful family, Catholic family. We've always prayed together, gone to Mass together, um, done all of the, the more intimate holy days, like go to adoration on Good Friday, uh, all the fasting. Um, and I have a lot of prayer giants in my family. So I'm sure that uh, that I was kind of hanging off of their greatness as I grew up, and, and it didn't have uh, much spiritual responsibility until I got to about 20, or 20 years old. And uh, I had the benefit of going to a pilgrimage to Caritas, which is very close to Birmingham, Alabama. And um, there's a there's a pilgrimage they have there for a young for a woman named Maria, who is one of the one of the people who has apparitions from the Blessed Mother in Metagorgia, in uh, in Russia. And she goes on a vacation every summer to Birmingham and um, continues to receive apparitions from the Blessed Mother. I was able to go there a couple of summers while I was in college. I think I was 20 and 21 years old. I think it was 2010 and 20, 2011. And um, in that field, uh, I went to a confession out in the, in the corner of the field. There was a forest, and I went to the confession in there. And that, that experience I had was what that priest told me. That priest told me that I was going to be a warrior for Christ and that I was going to be holy. And nobody had ever told me that before. And to this day, I still don't know what the priest looks like or his name. Uh, but he gave me a rosary, and that was the day that uh, God planted a seed in my heart to dive deeper into my faith and kind of like he told Jonathan, to, to seek out my own answers and to, to build my own fortress in my heart to defend God's battlefield. You know, so that's my story. Uh, that's so powerful. I want to read something to you. This is from the Catholic Catechism. It says, The whole of man's history has been the story of dour combat with the powers of evil, stretching, so our Lord tells us, from the very dawn of history until the last day. Finding himself in the midst of the battlefield, man has to struggle to do what is right, and it is at great cost to himself and aided by God's grace that he succeeds in achieving his own inner integrity. So we, have, we, we, we are called to battle. We're not, we're not like this group ISIS where, where we're out to dominate and destroy and overpower people. Really, God is calling us to lay down our lives. It's quite the opposite. And uh, there's something about the power of the rosary. You know, uh, I think Padre Pio called it his weapon. And uh, Pope Pius said, give me an army saying the rosary and I will conquer the world. So uh, there's something very powerful in your lives, both of your lives, in the, in the rosary. When you, tell, me what it's, tell me what your daily prayer life is like, uh, uh, Jonathan. Well, first thing, I think I wake up and I start cooking and... I, I I try to stay silent and I start I say a blessing on the food and then once I get to work and um, then I kind of start I listen to Catholic radio at seven o'clock we have this um, they they say the gospel and then they have a gospel interpretation at uh, wake up um, wake up Louisiana so I kind of started off with that and the saying of the day and then I work in an office so I'm trying to to balance staying focused on my, my task and get uh, something else, some prayer life going, so I don't get to step away as much as I like. But each time at lunch, I listen to the Mass, and I listen to the um, the liturgy after after that, and that's always very rich. And then afterwards, um, once I get in my car, that's kind of sanctuary. So I get to pray the rosary on my way to CrossFit and uh, pray on the way back. And if I come back from CrossFit early enough, I get to go to um, adoration, and that's really that's really the uh, 
my the most important part for me is being able to kind of review everything with you know with uh, Jesus kind of go through my day and end it on a, on a high note. Well, you know, we have our, our radio shows on EWTM, but we also have it on a lot of just regular Christian radio stations. So we got to kind of unpack some of the words that you used. Uh, for example, you said uh, you do the liturgy. Are you speaking of the, uh, the liturgy of the hours? Can you share what that is? Well, uh, there's this app. <laughs> there's this app on my iPhone called, I believe it's from the Vatican, called Laudate. And it, it has pretty much everything that you can you can possibly imagine about um, different different things of the faith, all these different prayers. But the liturgy of the hours is this prayer that that all the priests pray, even the Pope prays every day, six o'clock, nine o'clock, twelve o'clock. And it really is a beautiful thing because it kind it's it's just a bunch of psalms and it's speaking back to God with the words that He gave us, and it, it really is fulfilling in our spirit to, to, to voice these things. And it's really an affirmation of God's God's power, God Almighty, and He's loving, and He's just, He's there for us. And so we have to give our trust in Him. And, and these, these things are really a joyful affirmation. And when we're praising Him, we feel so much more fulfilled. And we need to do that. We need to praise Him throughout the day. And the Liturgy of the Hours is something that they do across the world, all the priests, even the Pope. So I think it's a very beautiful um, Catholic or, or, or Christian thing that everyone does all around the world. But, you know, I think it's a waste of time. You know what I mean, <laughs> praying is just, uh, you're just burning away hours. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe it makes you feel good, but, you know, you could go for a swim or something to place a round of golf and feel better. But, you know, men like to be productive. Men want to uh-huh. make a difference in the world. The word liturgy means the work of the people. It's about the most productive thing you can do. In fact, I know when I'm neglecting my prayer life, I'm so unproductive. I find myself going down dead ends or, or like I'm trying to make this work and it, this project work, it just doesn't seem to work. But when I spend time doing the Liturgy of the Hours, which is kind of like the root and foundation of my da- daily prayer life, uh, I find that I get inspirations and ideas and thoughts that uh, come to me that make give me shortcuts, you know, through my day. It, it's like I, I got to take Christian Okoya out. I don't know if you know who he is. I use him a lot in my show. Maybe one of these days he's going to call me up and tell me not, not to, but I took him out surfing in, in Waikiki many years ago. He's called the Nigerian Nightmare. All pro oh running back. All pro running back. I think he weighed over th- about close to 300 pounds for the Kansas City Chiefs. And this was years after he had retired from football. And I go, so Christian, what's the key? I mean, you look, you're so, in fact, he's so strong he couldn't paddle. His arms were so big and heavy he could hardly move his arms. Uh, and, uh, and he said, I have an appointment with myself every morning at 7 o'clock. I go to, the, go to my gym in my home and I work out. Or if I'm traveling, I find a gym. And if people want to schedule a time with me, I go, I'm sorry, I have an appointment at that time. And I don't have to tell them what it is, but I keep that appointment. You know, the essence of an athlete is to be disciplined. The essence of a disciple, of course, there's that word disciple, implies discipline. If we infuse into our daily life this pattern of prayer, we're going to get, we're going to be super productive for the Lord. Uh, We're going to be out, we're going to be slaying dragons, literally slaying demons. And I find as I pray the Liturgy of the Hours, you know, you can pray several times throughout the day to do that. but it was the Liturgy of the Hours that really gives me traction as I'm praying the Psalms and I'm reading the, the, the Scriptures and then listening in the Office of Readings to one of the ancient you know, writers of the Church. 
it often gives me liftoff where I'm not just praying, but I kind of get, it's like when I'm flying a plane, I, you know, I put that thing at full throttle and I don't pull back on that, that I don't pull back on the, on the stick to, to, to take off until the plane actually wants to take off. It's reached rotation speed and I pull back and, and we get elevation and it's like playing, praying the liturgy of the hours as you're going down that runway. There comes a time when you're praying that you kind of get a feeling or a sense, not always a feeling, of liftoff where you can just sense that God's whispering something to you or speaking something to you. And that's where I pull back on the throttle and I just kind of listen at a little bit of a deeper level. So the liturgies of the hours, it would seem kind of funny that I'm just praying back to prayers, that the prayers that God wrote in Scripture, but, but it's a powerful uh, way for the Holy Spirit to, for us to yield to the Holy Spirit and to, to kind of get lift off. So I'm a big fan of praying the liturgy of the hours. Um, tell me a, a little bit, Joshua, about your prayer life. We've got, actually, you know what? We're going to be right back after this break. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Who brings you the side of the story you won't hear anywhere else? Year after year, it's the National Catholic Register. And here on EWTN Radio, you can get it straight from the news professionals on Register Radio. Every week, you'll hear from the Register's top reporters, bloggers, and experts, as well as in-depth interviews with the newsmakers themselves. I'm Tom Price. Please join Jeanette DeMello and me for Register Radio this weekend on EWTN. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, the boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email, Go Deeper in Faith with Deep Virtue Blog, order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At deepadventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Whether you're at home, at work, in the car, you can follow what he teaches 24 hours each day. We're EWTN Radio. And just to let you know, I'm a returning Catholic because of EWTN. Bless you guys and keep it up. And you're invited to visit our website too. Just log on to www.ewtn.com. That's www.ewtn.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. Uh, I'm also the author of a best-selling book called Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. Uh, it's a book that's full of adventure, uh, surfing and otherwise, as well as uh, just the call to abandon ourselves to the wildness of the adventure of God's will. It's a great book to give to people who wouldn't normally pick up a book about the Bible. And of course, it's available on Nook and Kindle and Audible, so I'd love for you to check out that book. Last week, I was on the set of Hawaii Five O. I got to guest star on one of their episodes, and I played the role of a captain. We had uh, like six boats out there filming this, and one of the uh, co-stars, a young girl, was seasick. 
and she kept looking down and going inside the cabin and being knocked around. She really wasn't going to do too well. And the rest of the crew really didn't seem to know how to handle it. So I told her, you need to come out on the boat and look to the horizon. Look look beyond, uh, look to the furthest horizon, and then you won't get so seasick. And this is kind of what happens in our lives. I think sometimes when we deal with uh, problems in our lives, we start focusing on the problems instead of on the horizon. I love that, that scene uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean where... Uh, Jack Sparrow says at the very end, now bring me that horizon. We need to look to the horizon. When Peter got out of the boat and started walking, he was doing fine until he looked around and saw he was walking on water. When he kept his eyes on Jesus, who is the answer to everything in our lives, he was fine. But when he started looking around, you go, oh my gosh, he started to sink. I could just hear Jesus saying, how you doing, Peter? And he probably said, well, pretty good under the circumstances. Jesus probably said, well, what are you doing under there? So we don't want to be under our circumstances. We don't want to focus on our problems. What we want to do is focus on our solution and give praise and glory to Jesus in all things and ask him for his wisdom and for his help and his guidance. This is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventureMinistries.com. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak. Suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I've got two uh, uh, guest adventure guides with us. We have Jonathan Breezy and we have Joshua Miguez. They're like thunder and lightning. Uh, they're kind of partners in crime out there in Mo- in uh, Baton Rouge, Alabama. They're, they're they're big into CrossFit training and they're big into you know uh, CrossFit as far as you know uh, being fit to witness fitness to witness for the Lord. Uh, powerful men of God. And you know what? They're just ordinary guys. They never, uh, they never wrote a book, at least not yet, you know, and they're, uh, but they're like, they're like, um, they're like the, the men that Jesus called to be his, to be his disciples and his apostles. And they take their life seriously and they, and they take their, uh, their witness to the Lord seriously. And they're having a, having a powerful effect. Everybody is a leader, whether you mean to be or not, you're leading people somewhere. Uh, these men are leading people to the Lord uh, by just the way they're living their life and, tell, and their openness to sharing the gospel. I want to ask uh, Joshua right now, tell us a little bit about your your prayer walk, your daily life with God. Yes, yes. Um, so mine, mine's relatively interesting, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of give it to you in splits because my schedule is such that I don't do every, the, the same schedule every day, so I kind of I have something different. So on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, I have to get up and work early at, at my job. Um, so usually in the car on the way to work, um, I usually do a lot of research and try to find out information about different sacraments or different questions that I have, because I have some Protestant friends that ask me questions a lot, and I've usually have done that through the week. So I'll be in my car uh, listening to some low-key classical music maybe, and I'll be just contemplating on what I learned about that um, and then contemplating just with my imagination on those sacraments, on Jesus, on his love for me. Uh, and that's the kind of prayer I use in the morning. And I love that kind of prayer. It really speaks to my heart. Um, and sometimes I'll also recite very short prayers. I try to make my prayers very simple so that uh, they have more meaning. So I'll say, the, I'll say the Hail Mary really slowly, or I'll say, Jesus, I love you really slowly and intimately. That helps me a lot. So it's very simple in the mornings on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. When I get to work, I have a few hours of work. Um, and then <clears throat> usually on, uh, 
on my, my Wednesdays, I have a little break in, in the mid-morning, so I'll go to Adoration, which is in a chapel about two hours down, and Jonathan went on talking about it, St. George. Um, and I'll sit in Adoration, and I'll sit with a Bible verse. And this week's Bible verse that I'm, I was sitting with was John 6, uh, with the, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will not have eternal life, which was good. Um and then, uh, like, my Monday and Friday, I usually go to adoration at nighttime after I finish work. So my work is usually spanned out through the day. So I'll try to start, I'll, start, I'll try to have some sort of prayer in the first part of the day and some sort of prayer at the end of the day. Um, on Tuesday and Thursday, I do not have work in the mornings. So I usually go to Mass um, at a church here in Baton Rouge on, a, on LSU's campus, which is a university. Uh, which is always good because I can kind of center my morning around the math so I can focus on the scriptures I'm about to read, uh, get myself prepared mentally, and then go into that and receive as much as I can. Um, and then obviously those are the highlights, but through the day I'm always doing – I like to research. I like to watch Father Barron's videos. I like to listen to Scott Hahn talk. I like to listen to Matthew Kelly, all the heavy hitters, and uh, learn more about my faith. I think that's what season I'm in right now is trying to learn more about my faith to give to others. You know, it's so cool. What you're, the way you're describing your prayer life is the way I would describe my, my workout. You know, I have my week structured with my workout. You know, and I have my day structured. I know when I'm going to be paddling. I know when I'm going to be doing my beach workout. I know I'm going to be doing 60 push-ups, 60 crunches, and 60 minutes of prayer. I actually have a group of guys that are on a group text. And every day we, we text to each other, you know, when we're doing the 60 push-ups or 60 crunches or we've gotten our 60 minutes of prayer. And we actually group text each other, kind of keep each other motivated. But I have a disciplined approach to my workout, and you have that same pattern. You're not just kind of letting it happen. You know you have an appointment with God. But I want to ask you one thing in, in particular. Um, some of our listeners may not know what you mean by adoration. Okay. Adoration uh, is where they – you can either – go in front of the tabernacle in the church, or they had the Blessed Sacrament exposed in the monstrance, and the monstrance is this very beautiful um, metal piece that holds the Eucharist in the center, and they usually display it on the altar for you to go and adore, or kneel and, and be with Jesus, um, and, and build intimacy with that relationship, and that's what I do in adoration. I, I go to a church that's very close, and I just kneel in front of the tabernacle or the Blessed Sacrament and spend time. I would rather lie prostrate because it's kind of hard to kneel. But uh, so you're saying, <laughs> what you're saying is that the Eucharist actually is the body and blood of Jesus Christ present with us. I mean, you wouldn't be wasting your time looking at a uh, at a at just a piece of bread or spending time in front no. of a piece of bread. You actually, no. And and do you what do you experience when you're in that prayer time with Him? Do you? I don't. I'm not saying that we should always be experiencing anything. Our job is to yes. show up, like you know. When I go to the gym, sometimes I, I remember in my martial arts days too. Sometimes I would go and I like, I don't feel like it. I haven't got any energy. I haven't got anything to give. But it would sometimes be my best workout, you know. But when you go to, yeah. the, to adoration, it isn't that you're there to get anything. You're there to really give because uh, that's the word adore, isn't you know? You're you're there to to. Uh, but what kind? But you have had some experiences there in the presence of the Lord. Share with us a little bit about that. Oh wow! What a great question. We're about, to, we're about to dive deep into my intimate relationship with Jesus. So um, one of the I told you all that uh, I like to do some research and develop my understanding more about the faith. So one of the saints I've read about to do so was St. Teresa of Avila. 
and she talks about how when you're with the blessed, when you're with Jesus in that intimate relationship, uh, you're not always going to receive consolations or have happy feelings or this miracle will happen. Uh, sometimes it's dry. Sometimes you go there, and sometimes I'll go to go to the adoration, and I won't feel much emotionally, um, but I'll still be with him. And those are good times because I'm learning to love him and not expect any for him to give me any sort of consolation, but just to be in relationship with him, which is very similar to a, any relationship. But And there are other times where I find myself uh, unable to look away. I am just staring at him, and he is just showering me with beautiful consolations. He's like warming my heart. Um, but each time I go, I know that he's, giving me exactly what I need, even if I didn't give him exactly what I should have given him. Um, so I will, I will always go in there and I'll tell him hello. I'll tell him thank you for being with me. And then I'll usually give him some of the things that I'm struggling with, some of the things that I'm happy about. I'll give him my heart, essentially. And then I'll usually uh, read a scripture so he can speak to me, or I'll read a book that I'm reading, uh, or just sit there and be quiet. And then when I leave, I tell him thank you again because I, God never fails us. He always gives us exactly what we need. And it might not show up right there, but maybe later on, those graces and those gifts that he gave us will show up. So I find a lot of consolation, and I trust him. I'm just so stoked to talk to you guys. I mean, I just love the the depth of your of your faith. You know, you you um. You're, you're, you're walking the walk that all of us Catholics are called to. I remember when I was younger, I was at a monastery, and I said, I wonder if the Lord has called me to a contemplative life. And they go, well, you got to really pray about that because God doesn't call everyone to that. But then John Paul II wrote, he said, everyone is called to that life of contemplation. Uh, contemplation is a, is a unique thing. It's not, you know, when, the, when Catholics talk about uh, meditation, we're not talking about kind of that Zen sort of empty yourself of everything. And by the way, I've been to that state of perfect nothing. I think it's called North Dakota. I've been there. It's not all it's cracked up to be, you know. But, uh, but no, I love the people of North Dakota. We're going to go up there and do some goose hunting this, this fall. But, I mean, contemplation as a Christian, there's two places in the Scriptures where it talks about meditation. One is um, in Psalms, and one is when Josh was about to cross over. And the Bible says, you know, meditate on God's word day and night and success will attend all that you do. And you were saying that your, your uh, habit of contemplation is often to, to read a scripture and just uh, Lectio Divina, just kind of meditate on that. In fact, the word in the Hebrew for meditate is ruminate. It's similar to when a cow, I think a cow has several stomachs. It'll chew and then kind of burp it up and chew some more and then swallow it again into the other stomach. And it just kind of... You're just kind of chewing on the Word of God throughout the day. But when you're in, in the presence of the Lord and you're contemplating, the Word of God is, you know, sharper than a two-edged sword and is able to pierce into our heart and, and real, reveal the secret thoughts and intents of our heart. And sometimes it reveals the secret thoughts and intents of, of the Lord's heart for us. Yes. Uh, hey, Jonathan, um, we have just a, a few moments here before we have to break away. Um, tell us a little bit about what your experience is with contemplation and then I need to know what uh, where people can reach you guys. All right. Um, I guess um, I would say St. Teresa of Avila was a huge uh, influence on me as well. Um, her interior castles were kind of kind of of an instruction booklet, even though so contemplation isn't something that we uh, can understand or, or prayer. The catechism will tell us about prayer, but but um, to to read about these experiences that some of the saints have had. 
and you know trying to trying to I guess, I guess put some sense into it. It was really a big help uh, to to have Saint Teresa of Avila, and then Saint John of the Cross was kind of like the Superman. Uh, <laughs> Yes, of, yes, uh, yes, yes, of, of experiences. So, and and again, they, they write some some beautiful words, and uh, just the way that they the way that they approach our Lord and His Majesty and the Almighty, it's a very very powerful reverent way uh, to kind of center ourselves and and kind of understand where we are in 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 you know in relation to our Lord, okay, not necessarily so we gotta how take... we should approach it and to kind of humble ourselves. Okay, we got to take a break. This is Bear Wasik with Deep Adventure Radio. We'll be right back. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We have with us Jonathan Breezy and Joshua Miguez. Uh, both men are big into CrossFit. Both men are big into their, into their uh, prayer life and into their personal witness. Uh, Jonathan was mentioning St. John of the Cross. I wrote a, a book that uh, more of an allegorical book, similar to what John of the Cross liked to write. He and, uh, as they said, Teresa of Avila, they were contemporaries. And in and in my book, I'm surfing Waimea Bay, and it's big, and and uh, this guy named Tattoo John shows up. It's John of the Cross. He has a big old black tattoo uh, on the cross's chest, you know. But I remember when I was an early, new, new to the Lord, I picked up his book, Dark Night of the Soul, and I was so engulfed in the flame of God's love that I was like, thank God I get to skip that step. I don't have to go through any time of dryness or testing. <laughs> I found out that isn't that isn't real. You know, God is big into resistance training. So I want to ask you guys just a little bit. Um, can you tell me, Joshua, just a little bit about what your uh, what your the workout uh, that you guys are doing, CrossFit, and how c- people can find you? Yes. Uh, so the the program that we that we use at, at our facility, <laughs> it's got uh, very functional movements. They're they're compound joint, or com- you got multi-joint movements, so it, you do full range of motion. Uh, these are movements that you would see in any functional situation in life, having to run, walk, jump, crawl, hinge, push, pull, squat, all of those basic movements that you would see in any situation out in the world. Um, now, we use, there's three different, uh, essentially, categories 
that we kind of choose from. You have gymnastics, which is moving your body weight through a range of motion. You have weightlifting, which is where you load your body with an external object. Uh, and then the third one would be cyclic motions, uh, which would be like running and rowing and, and biking, things that are very cyclic in nature, and they lift a huge uh, heart rate or aerobic response. Um, now, the, the way that we put them together is a, is a whole other dimension that's very complex, but I'll try to give you as much simple as an explanation as I can. Um, so usually when we get our athletes in, we assess them. So we will take some measurements on uh, where their strength levels are, where their capacity is with different metabolic systems. And then when we get that information, after we do some diagnostic testing, we'll, uh, we'll take that into account. And we've learned a lot through research and developing a, a, a system to where we'll, we'll make a program for the athletes um, that is going to allow them to progress where they need to be while using weightlifting, gymnastics, and cyclic motions. And uh, we'll do a very uh, some often we'll be training the athletes, so we'll take individual aspects of what they need to be training on and train those individually. And then sometimes we'll test those things in things we call testers, which are what you would normally see with a CrossFit style workout. Um, that's for time or as many reps as possible in a in a certain amount of time. Um, which those those usually are the workouts that are very intense and that. Uh, that really challenged the athlete to test themselves, which is why we call it a tester. You know, I'll tell you what, um, I live in Hawaii. I'm just going to yes. tell it like it is. It's shocking when we come to the mainland, the, the, the level of, of, of the people, the amount of people and the condition of the people on the mainland. I'm just going to tell it like it is. Maybe we attract a lot of athletes to Hawaii. Maybe it's because we're more, we spend more time in the water than on the land, but but every every young person that goes to Hawaii comes goes to the mainland from Hawaii. He's they have two things to say. Why why is everybody so upset and why are they so out of shape? And I'm that's saying it nicely. They oh call it they, they even call it the painland instead of the mainland. Um, yeah. So I'm the kind of guy I like to get in people's faces sometimes. Um, not to be harsh, but if you're you know this fitness that you're talking about, this isn't a narcissistic thing. It's uh, John Paul too. He put a pool in the in, in, in the Vatican. He whitewater rafted. He hiked. He wrote about the theology of the body. And he wrote about a theology of sport. Um, if you're not taking care of your body, you're a human being. God gave you a body. Enjoy your body. And one of the ways you can do that is by staying fit. I have a condo in uh, Florida now too, in Cocoa Beach. When I arrived here, it's kind of like an old folks' home, almost this condo. So many people come down that are retired. And every day they'd see me walking out, and I'm doing my, my usually two, an hour and a half every day in the water, an hour and a half every day on the beach working out. And uh, that's just kind of my basic uh, workout. Guess what? That doesn't take any time from my day. It gives me time. It gives me energy. It gives me the ability to fulfill God's mission. But these people would watch me, and then pretty soon they're walking. And then some of them are, are, are learning that they need to be on a more of a low-carb type eating regimen and things like that. But And then I'm all of a sudden, I'm seeing a guy that I'd never seen down at the beach. He's down at the beach now because he's been eating his low-carb regimen. He's been training in the pool, and now he can walk the, the, the 60 yards or the 40 yards to the beach. He couldn't even do that. And I'm and I'm doing my my six mile beach workout, and on my way back, I see one of the women out there. I'm 61. I still compete as a professional athlete, and uh, uh, people think I'm in my 50s because you know I'm extending the I'm extending uh, my mission that God has for me. At least I'm going to fulfill the mission that God has for my life because I'm physically fit. 
it's not a waste of time uh, if it gives you more energy and, and you're more uh, acutious in what you're able to accomplish. And I'm challenging everybody uh, out there to to get in shape. Watch what you're eating. You shouldn't be shopping in the middle of a grocery store aisle. You should be on the outer edges or better yet, I go down and I get my grass-fed beef and my healthy you know, uh, type of uh, produce. I don't eat uh, processed food. And because of it, I think I'm living a longer, healthier life. And these men, uh, Jonathan Breezy and Joshua Miguez, they can help you with that. What is the, the website that they can reach you at, uh, Joshua? Or the Yes. The website is TPG CrossFit. So that's T as in uh, tree, P as in people, and then G as in ground. So TPGCrossFit.com. And we also have a YouTube channel with that same title, TPG CrossFit. We have uh, about seven YouTube videos you can watch that give a good explanation as to what our facility does. Okay, so so if we have people listening in Europe or or in uh, South America or in some really godforsaken place like Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, everybody in Ann Arbor. I know you guys have had a tough winter. <laughs> I know you didn't need to have, have me uh, hammer you like that, but but for anywhere they are, they can reach you, and you can connect them with uh, CrossFit people or, or, or kind of give them some hints, right? They can they can reach you, right, Joshua? And you can guide yes, them? Yes, sir, they can, absolutely. Okay, so we've been talking um, with we've been talking with Joshua Miguez and Jonathan Breezy from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, they're they're uh, big into CrossFit and big into being a uh, servants of the Lord, warriors for the Lord. One of the things they've mentioned is this, is their commitment to uh, uh, praying the daily rosary. And we have available on our website now, this rosary, uh, Tom Sullivan uh, with uh, the Women of Grace Ministry made the mistake of giving me this. It's heavy. It's a, it's a man's type rosary. And I said, man, Tom, I got to get this into the hands of, of, of my listeners. Uh, and so you can go to our website and you can uh, check out the warrior's rosary. You can get it through us. Uh, you know, when you're when you're out uh, doing when I do my daily beach workout, uh, my evening one is I, I take my rosary with me. I'm saying that I, I'm taking my weapon with me and I'm and I'm slaying dragons. I want to thank uh, Jonathan and Joshua Mahalo for joining us on our show. Thank you, Bear. Thank uh, you. And we're coming to Houston, Galveston area. I know that's that not that far from you guys. We're doing a deep adventure quest there with Father Mark Goring from the Catholic Charismatic Center. We're going to go down there and do some surfing. I want to see if you guys are up to it. So try to reserve the first weekend of October. Come see us at our deep adventure retreat. You can find more out, out about that at our, at our website, too, deepadventure.com. This is Bear Wozniak. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. This is Mark Shalino, and this is Anthony D'Ambrosio from thecrossroadpursuit.com. And when we're not cliff diving, we like to listen to Bear Wozniak, Deep Adventure Radio. Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith. Hi, this is Matt Swain from the Sunrise Morning Show on EWTN with this week's edition of Surf's Up. You know, men make excuses all the time about not being able to pray. They'll say either one, I don't have time, or two, I never get any opportunity to be by myself without anybody bothering me. Well, let me ask you a question, and allow me to be frank. Have you taken a shower this week? Have you gone to the bathroom this week? As men, you know that those are two places where nobody is going to bother you. Nobody's going to cut in on your space. Everybody's going to allow you in privacy. Women go to the restroom together. Men go to the restroom by themselves. 
I've done enough research into social media use for presentations on my book, Prayer in the Digital Age. Do you know how many surveys are out there talking about how many people check their email, their Facebook, their Twitter, their social media while they're in the bathroom? Are you going to invite the whole world of your friends, family, and coworkers into the restroom with you? When you have a chance where it's finally private and quiet and nobody's bugging you to at least focus on God for a minute. You may say to yourself, it's only a minute, but that minute may be the one moment of peace in your day that you carve out and you think to yourself later on, man, I'm glad that I at least took that time, however short. I think that a lot of times we don't take time for God because we think that we don't have an hour straight to take for God. He wants to be with us all day long, and that means that we insert him into the smallest moments of our day, when we're driving to work, when we're coming home from work, when we're going down the hall to fetch something from uh, you know, a printer or whatever, you ha- whatever it happens to be. God can enter into the smallest moments of our life, and we overcomplicate it and give up. We don't have to overcomplicate it. God is there no matter how small, no matter how insignificant we think the time it is that we give to him, if we make the effort to give it to him. This has been Matt Flame from the Sunrise Morning Show with this week's edition of Surf's Up. Surf's Up. Go deep or go home. Now back to paradise and deep adventure radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. You can find us at deepadventure.com. Please go there and subscribe to us. And by the way, if you want to, we have a little link there called Fitness to Witness. It's it's uh, my supplement sports sponsor on it. They've had me on their Hall of Fame forever. They've been a big part of my success in my career. I have no doubt their earth-growing supplements have been so good in their their alpha brain, their their nootropic for um, you know good, healthy brain function. Maybe you doubt that it works if you listen to my show, but actually, I think it's been a big part of me being able to write my books and being able to be successful in my radio show. It also helps you because your brain is healthy. It helps it turn off at night and get a good rest. So I would encourage you to go there and click on that Fitness to Witness tab and uh, look into their supplements. They're kind of a gnarly company. They're the ones that support a lot of the huge, hugely successful MMA fighters. And I'm just so proud uh, to use their supplements. And if you go through our website, you get to uh, uh, get a 10% discount. And then they also uh, help fund our ministry. By the way, we need help. Uh, you can go to our website and you can click the donate button and become a monthly donor. We really need your help. Uh, this ministry, I think, is such a vital, important ministry. It reaches people that wouldn't normally be reached for the Lord. And we can't do that without your help. And we love you guys. Thank you so much for your encouragement, especially for your prayers. Hey, all you nuns out there that pray for us and reach out to us, thank you. We need your prayers so much. Mahalo nui loa to you. Uh, This is Bear Wazik with Deep Adventure Radio. Till next week, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.